Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Mondo Show. The world is at war. Our culture is at war. It seems like war has broken out all over the place, yet people are questioning and asking the question, is this Bible prophecy? The headlines are screaming Bible prophecy. The culture war is screaming Bible prophecy. Matthew 24, Jesus told us, told us that there will be wars and rumors of wars. Well, what does that mean in today's culture? And by the way, what does it mean to be a follower of Christ in this era that we're in right now? Stay tuned because my special guest today is Sebastian Lucido. He has written a brand new book called The Rock and the Serpent, Peter and Judas, The Story of Christianity and Our Salvation. In today's world, Christianity is being questioned like never before. The Bible is considered to be today in some nations and even in American culture an anti-speech book, a book that is being censored from all over the place. From Genesis to Revelation, the Bible has warned us that this day will come. And guess what? We are living. What I believe in is Matthew 24. Stay tuned because... I want to talk to you about what is happening in the world today. What are we doing to be a part of the solution? Our ministry here at the PTL Network, the Mondo Show, the Jim Baker Show, Life with Lori, you, the watcher, the viewer that has uh, supported us from day one, I want to share some news with you because I, as we're watching the world in turmoil, salvation is still at hand. The ministry that God has called us to do to preach the gospel around the world is more vividly, it's, it's alive today more than ever, I feel like. And it's almost like an awakening is getting ready to happen. But before that takes place, events in the Bible says that has to take place in order fulfillment of prophecy and scripturally is going to take place. We are living in some of the most exciting times in our lives. Even though wars are taking place and culture wars are taking place, I want to tell you that the Bible is taking place right before our eyes, and you and I have been chosen for this generation. You know something? When you stop and look back at what God has done in your life, you have to stop and be grateful to know that God sent someone in your life to share the Bible, to share the hope of Jesus Christ, the salvation message that has changed my life, and I hope it's changing your life as well, is going to be used for this hour that we're in right now. The world is hurting. People are hurting. People's lives have been shattered in Ukraine. Young boys and girls are running to the border by themselves. I saw a picture, actually a video of this little boy walking by himself, crying. He probably may be 9, 10, 11 years old, in the cold, walking towards uh, the place where they have to pro process people in to whether it be Moldova, whether it be Poland. No one knows where these people are going. All I know is that the pictures and the videos we're watching are heartbreaking. To imagine this little boy walking towards this gate with passport in hand, a phone number on the other hand, crying, wondering what's going on. If you're watching the news and if you're watching this war take place, 
You cannot stop and not feel compassion about what's taking place. And the question that we received several weeks ago is, what can we do to help? What is your ministry doing to be able to be his hands extended during this time of war? And I want to tell you something that a few days ago, our ministry called Philip Cameron from the orphan's hands. Philip Cameron and the orphan's hands have been in Moldova for over 30 years. Our ministry has partnered with them for over 30 years. And you have given and we have given finances to be able to help Philip Cameron and the orphan hands help and, and rescue traffic kids from sex trafficking. And we thought that was the mission that we were about to do. And But you know what? It's changed because now this mission that we helped 30 years ago is now helping on the front lines rescue refugees, feeding the refugees, housing them, but they need our help. It's taking over $10,000 a day to feed and rescue those refugees that are coming from Ukraine. Again, I want to tell you something. Our ministry has partnered with Philip Cameron, and we have donated over $10,000 to be able to help feed the hungry and clothe the naked and being able to be there and rescue them and feeding them and, and loving on them and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we can't do this alone. I need your help today. If you have been watching this program and you've been supporting the PTL network and you've been supporting me, I want you to know that I need your help more than ever before. Our ministry needs your help to be his hands extended in this hour that we're in right now. We don't have all the answers. All I know is that we can do what we can do together, and that is to be able to hug these little boys and girls, to be able to love on them and be able to create and have a place where they can feel loved in a time where their whole life has been destroyed. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. And we can all do something to meet the need, no matter how big or small your gift is today. I need your help. I want you to call the number right now, 1-888-988-1588, and give today to the Ukraine crisis relief offering right now. I want you to watch this video, and it will give you an insight of what these former orphans are doing today to be his hands extended to the people of Ukraine on the front lines of what is taking place in Ukraine right now. Watch and call right now. We need your help more than ever. 1-888-988-1588. You can give to the Ukraine crisis relief offering. As you watch this, I hope your heart is moved to call us today. Watch this. What do you do when you can hear the guns of war all day and night? What do you do when you are working all day and night helping people who have in a few hours gone from normal families with a job, a house, a car, a dad, to being homeless, countryless, fatherless. Our kids are there right now. Apart from the ones who are working up at the border, helping Moldova's share of one million refugees. Our precious kids 
got together in one of our homes and prayed. Oh, how they prayed. They prayed for the devastated families they're helping. They prayed for Ukraine that this butchery would stop. They prayed for their little country to be spared. And they prayed for you. They know that every single thing they give out to the refugees came from your generosity. They are your hand, God's hand extended into the middle of insanity. They prayed that you wouldn't get weary of giving. They prayed they wouldn't be forgotten. As this carnage greens on, and as we witness the mindless, heartless destruction of an entire nation, we need your help desperately. The flow of support is slowing. The consequences of this is dire. We committed to give out $10,000 a day in food and desperately needed supplies such as diapers, sanitary wipes, clothes, and blankets. It seems as if we may fail. Please pray for the kids at Vatra village as they pray for you. Your gift will support our generosity toward the care of lost souls who have walked away from everything just to leave. We need you. Thank you. Will you stand with us today? Will you act with us right now? As the people are in need, we need your help. All of us can do something today. When the church stands in the gap in the midst of a need, we have an opportunity not only to love people, to serve people, but to minister to them. It gives you an opportunity to share the love of Christ like never before. It's called love in action. You can talk all you want about what's going on, but if we're not doing something about it, we're missing the point of what the true gospel is all about. We have preached from our pulpits. We have heard the word of God from the pulpits decade after decade, Sunday after Sunday. We have joined Bible studies, yet if we don't do it, if we don't put action to it, it falls on the wayside. The Bible has to come alive when, when the time of need, when the crisis is taking place. We must act. Faith without works, the Bible says, that is dead. We have to activate ourselves. We have to do something. You and I may not be able to be there on the front lines, but it isn't amazing that God has set this ministry in Moldova, the orphan's hands, 30 years ago to rescue trafficked kids from the orphanages and kids that are being sex trafficked from all over the world. Yet the same orphans that were rescued 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, are the ones that are in the front lines ministering to the refugees. Moldova is a very special place for us. Moldova and the ministry that Philip Cameron has been called to do in Moldova is now the ministry that is helping the broken, the people that are hurting right now. These are the orphan 
kids that now are being in the front line and they don't want to leave. They want to feed the people. They're hardly even sleeping because their hearts are broken. But more than that, their hearts are inspired by what they have learned through the word of God to help those that are in need. Will you act today? Will you call today and donate $5, $10? Some of you can do $5,000. And I know there are some of you that can do up to $10,000. This is going to change people's lives. We have a crisis over 2 million people. One of the 2 million, a million of them, of them are kids without fathers, without mothers. And they are coming by the busloads to Moldova. And guess who's there to receive them? It's the orphan hands to feed them and clothe them and be there to minister to them, to love them. Call right now, 1-888-988-1588. Call right now and be a part of this relief program that we have, the Ukrainian Relief Refugee Center that has been created there in Moldova with the orphan hands. Is going to change people's lives. As we're watching the world, as we're watching Russia, as we're watching Ukraine, and we're watching China, we're watching Iran, we're watching Israel, all in conflict. The Bible calls it wars and rumors of wars. More than any other time in our history, we must understand what the Bible meant by those scriptures in Matthew 24. And we need Bible teachers. We need teachers of the Bible to help us understand what does that mean? Where are we in the timeline of Bible prophecy? Because if we are there now, what, how do we understand it? Where do we go from there? And we need men like Sebastian Lucido that is an author, a minister, a Bible teacher. And his website, I love it because it's called watchersoftruth.com where he shares uncensored truths and messages to help us understand the world better today. I want you to help me welcome my special guest, Sebastian Lucido. Welcome to the program, sir. Hi, Mondo. Thank you for having me today. I got to ask you, as we're watching the world at war, what does the Bible have to say about the headlines of today? Does it align with Bible prophecy? Yeah, sure it does. I mean, the, Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Father gave us tremendous revelation on the signs that would lead up to the return of the Lord. Uh, as you quoted in Matthew chapter 24, uh, Jesus was asked three questions uh, by his disciples. Two of those were, what are the signs of your coming? In other words, what should we look for? What will tell us that that time is getting closer? And what will it be like at the end? And he answers them. He says, don't be deceived. So first words out of his mouth were, don't be deceived. Uh, you know, understand truth, have knowledge. He goes on to say that there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. See that you're not moved by it, for these things must come to pass. So he's telling us that, you know, uh, I mean, why does he tell us the signs? He tells us because it builds our faith to understand that a God that we serve knows our tomorrow, knows our future. He said, don't be troubled. These things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famine, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. These are the beginning of sorrows. And that word sorrows there is birth pangs. So 
similar to a, a woman going into labor and, and birthing a child, uh, the signs will get closer and closer together and more intense as we get closer and closer to the return of the Lord. And uh, so we need to not hide from it. As you stated in your open, we need to engage in it. In fact, Jesus goes on in, the, in Matthew 24 to tell us that a lot of uh, uh, believers or label believers would leave the faith uh, or be moved by the persecution and, and troubles that are uh, facing humanity. But we're, we're taught to do the opposite. We're taught to run into it. We're taught to continue to be fruitful, continue to teach the gospel, continue to preach, to be an example, to be steadfast in the word, and to continue on. And I believe that's why he gave us so much revelation about what the days will look like. Uh, and naturally, if you read the headlines between COVID and Russia and Ukraine and China and Iran, you know, those days are here. Uh, we're getting closer and closer as we go. As we're watching our culture at war with Christianity, your book, The Rock and the Serpent, Peter and Judas, the story of Christianity and our salvation. I got to ask you this. What does it mean to be a Christian in today's society? Well, it's the same as it was in the first century. Uh, when Jesus was teaching about salvation, when Peter, uh, when he asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They said Elijah and some others, uh, but he said, who do you say that I am? He goes on to say that you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. We go down further in the chapter, it's Matthew 16, and we see that, that uh, uh, Peter uh, tries to defend Jesus nobly by saying, you know, I, I won't let these things, this crucifixion and your death happen to you. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. But right after that, he teaches, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Mm. Uh, and it's sort of parallel to the rich young ruler in Matthew chapter 10, where he says, sell all that you have, give it to those in need, pick up your cross and follow me. He goes on and continues that this is salvation. It really is. A, a what does denying ourselves mean? It means that our purposes, our plans, our goals, how we identify success should be changed to deny that, to accept whatever God's call is in our life and to serve him with all of our heart where our time is not ours, our money's not ours, our future's not ours, that we really commit to him being Lord of our life to pick up our cross, which is our calling and our purpose uh, what God puts on our life, and to follow Jesus, which means to obey his word and let him lead us in life. And how the book ties into it is, you know, here you have 12 uh, apostles that are following Jesus for three years. At the end of this, a little over three years, and at the end of this, at the Last Supper, what we would know as the Last Supper, um, Jesus said something that provoked them all to be concerned. He said, one of you is going to betray me, and they began to analyze themselves and look around the table, but they couldn't pick out that one person, uh, Judas, who was going to betray Jesus. He didn't stand out. He looked like a believer. He acted like a believer. You know, but at the root of it, um, he never really moved Jesus into that position where he denied himself. He picked up his cross or followed Jesus. We really see this when uh, Mary uh, takes the very expensive ointment 
and goes to anoint Jesus's body for his death. And Judas said, why wouldn't we sell this to the poor? You know, in other words, Jesus, you're not worth it. You know, you're not worth the money that we're wasting here. And so over that time, he looked like a believer. But as you said in your open, Mondo, we can't just hear the word. We have to do the word. And that was the deficit in Judas. He, he heard the word. He was around the anointing. He watched Jesus for, for uh, an extended period of time. And he never moved him or elevated him to Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. I believe at this time, uh, your open was great. Um, I think it's time for the church not to run, but the church to engage. Uh, when you look at the finances that are needed for not only Ukraine, but to preach the gospel, teach the gospel, to keep ministries moving, it's more important now uh, than ever before uh, to reveal our faith uh, in, in, in giving and generosity. It's one of the main things. Jesus said, be a light, which is live it. Uh, reveal the Holy Spirit by praying for those and allowing God to introduce himself to others. But he also told us to be generous, uh, to to give of our time, energy, and money. And so that's salvation. That's true salvation. It's not lip service. It's doing. In the lesson of Peter and Judas, it's so fascinating to me on how you brought those two men, two different paths, yet they met at one pivotal point in their lives, in these two men's lives, which one is more like us? Yeah, well, when you look at it, you have to, you have to, you have to evaluate yourself. You have to look at, you know, am I just hearing the word and going through the motions? I mean, Judas was going through the motions, and um, you know, he looked and acted. He went to church. He acted like a believer. And uh, but at the same time, when Peter's confronted with challenges, uh, he, you know, and he made more mistakes than all of them. He's very quick to speak and uh, and engaged and wanted to be relevant in in every conversation. Uh, But we see that even though he had all of these shortcomings, he truly believed in Jesus as his Lord and Savior. When Jesus taught about communion, you know, a lot of them were. Uh, a lot of his disciples left and stopped following uh, Jesus. But Peter said, where am I going to go? You're the, the son of the living God. You're, 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 you're Jesus. And so when I, I can only speak to myself, I evaluate myself, you know, am what I, what I learn, whether it be on Sunday or what I learned from my own studies or, or what the Holy Spirit's dropping in my spirit, am I doing the work? Am I, am I committed uh, to deny myself, pick up my cross, follow Jesus, be generous, be a light, and pray for others and care about others. And it really is that. It's, it's true love. The, 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 the measure of our, our maturity in Christianity is not how much scriptures we can quote. It's really the amount of love we walk in. And I love the way the Philippians tells us about love. It says, let each esteem others better than themselves. That means that we esteem the seven and a half billion people on the face of the earth better than ourselves. So we're never looking down at anybody and not look at our own needs, but look on the needs of others. Look at how we can fill the needs in others' lives. That's the true fruit of the Spirit uh, when it comes to salvation, whether we are a, a Christian or not. 
are we loving? Are we are we doing the work of the ministry? Are we living the word of God? And are we sharing our resources with the world? Wow. Listen, my special guest today is the author of The Rock and the Serpent, Peter and Judas, The Story of Christianity and Our Salvation. I want you to know something, that if you know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, we want to give you an opportunity to pray with us. And Brother Sebastian, can you pray for those that are watching that may need an encounter with God, and they're at that moment in their life where they need an encounter to change their lives? We all have come to that point where we need the salvation message. And it took one person to reach my life. It took one person to reach you, Brother Sebastian. And your story is quite unbelievable. you got to come back and share it because you came out of a mafia life with your family and your background, yet you found God. You found the gospel. And we got to keep sharing your story because today we need more than ever to share our testimony, our story, to remind people that the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ can still change lives today. Would you pray for those watching today before we leave? Sure, sure, absolutely. Father, we just thank you for this time together, Lord. And we, Father, we bring up those that are listening today, watching today, Lord, that may be seeking you, Lord. We pray that you would encounter their lives, that you would touch their lives, that you would reveal yourself in a very special way. Those of you listening, if you would extend your hand toward uh, your television or, or, or computer, and just, just, Father, in the name of Jesus, as these reach forth, I pray that you would meet their needs, Lord, that you would reveal yourself in their lives in a very special way. Father, that they would have an encounter with you as we did. Father, as Mondo and myself did, that turned our lives around and turned them toward you. I pray that they would have that encounter, Lord, today, Father, meeting you personally and physically, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that you would surround them and bring others across their path, Father, to raise them up, to teach them, and to bring them into the saving knowledge, Father. And not only the saving knowledge, but bringing them into discipleship, to a place of being a disciplined believer to follow you, God. We pray for healings today. We pray that you would do miracles in lives, deliverances, financial deliverances, Lord, uh, uh, breaking of addiction, Lord God. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that your power is released right now in Jesus' name to touch and change lives, to encounter them, Lord. Now, Father, introduce yourself to them. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I want to thank you, Brother Sebastian, for joining me today on today's program. The book is titled The Rock and the Serpent, Peter and Judas, The Story of Christianity and Our Salvation. You can order this book today at watchersoftruth.com. Support Brother Sebastian. Listen, more than ever, we need help to preach the gospel around the world in our communities in our surroundings, in our neighborhoods. We can't do this alone. It takes all of us together to be able to bring relief in a time of crisis. And don't forget, you can still call today at 1-888-988-1588 to give to the Ukraine crisis relief offering. Be a part of this great moment that is taking place to be able to preach the gospel, to put love in action, and be able to do something that, listen, people need our help today. That's the bottom line. We don't need to be able to extend 
uh, more opinions here and there. No, we got to shut our mouth and be able to just do what the Bible says to do, and that is to love people. And listen, when you love them, they'll give you an opportunity to share where that love is coming from. I have to go today. Remember, call right now, 1-888-988-1588, and give to the Ukraine Crisis Relief Office. God bless you.